Everyone, it's Adam back for another podcast here. And today I'm going to go over some lab work and uh, a couple articles I found online on long COVID. And I've been uh, struggling with, you know, still the, obviously the shortness of breath and just the no energy. But also my back's been really hurting the past couple of days. And um, I reached down and I, I don't know if I tweak something or whatnot, but uh, it's just feeling horrible. Uh, I am going to the cardiologist on Wednesday. My doctor referred me to a cardiologist, so I'm looking forward to that to uh, you know, see what's going on there. I've had I have had EKGs and chest X-rays, CT scans. They come back fine, um, but you know I'm interested to see what the cardiologist has to say. Um, the most recent chest X-ray was a few weeks ago and. Uh, the the lungs were clear. It says on lungs are clear, consolidate of consolidation or edema. The cardio metastanal silhouette is normal. So um, that's uh, and I I don't have the CT report with me, but it was it was similar. And um, I did test for myeloperoxidase, which is an enzyme that catalyzes the formation of a number of reactive oxidant species. Evidence has emerged that MPO-derived oxidants contribute to tissue damage during inflammation. And um, this is from the Arteriosclerosis, Thrombosis, and Vascular Biology Journal. And I was within range for that. Um, I also tested for oxidated LDL, which I was in range for. Oxidated LDL represents a variety of modification, a variety modification of both lipid and apolipid lip lipo protein B components by lipid peroxidation. <laughs> Say that 10 times fast. <laughs> That's from Google. Um, this promotes atherosclerosis through inflammatory and immunologic mechanisms. And then I did test for IgA as well, and I, I do have a, an IgA deficiency. So I'm going to go to an immunologist. It was low. It wasn't non-existent, but it, it was low. And there have been, there was a journal article. Let me see if I can find it here. Yes, it was persistent symptoms in lab abnormalities in patients who recovered from COVID-19. And this is from Nature back in June of 2021. And patients with persistent symptoms had significantly lower serum IgA levels. Our data provides evidence that lymphopenia is associated with persistence of COVID-19 symptoms. So that's interesting there. I, I did have the CD4 and CD8 T cells checked. And my CD4 was 711 on a range of 365 to 2087. The CD8 was 351 on a range of 154 to 1,264. So I obviously I don't know what my baseline was. So you know I'm, I'm assuming it, my guess is probably was higher, but it, it's hard to say. Um, there has been, you know, COVID has been known to cause lymphocytopenia, and there's a Twitter account, Anthony Leonardi, that he does a lot of work on T cells, and he has some. You know, a lot of really interesting data on his Twitter handle on how COVID-19 is detrimental towards T-cells. And then I did run 
interleukin-6, or my doctor put the request in for interleukin-6, and my interleukin-6 was 2.5, and the range is 0 to 13. So this is a cytokine which is produced in response to infections and tissue injuries. And so it is within range, or you know, it's hard to say, maybe it is zero. I, I don't know what that is. Um, they, they look at that, I know, in the acute phase of COVID because it can, the higher that is, the more likelihood of a detrimental outcome from what I've been reading. But with long COVID, it, it really doesn't seem to be a marker. And there was a recent paper titled Inflammation and Autoreactivity to find a discrete subset of patients with post-acute sequelae of COVID-19 or long COVID. And interleukin-6 was not selected as a good discriminator of long COVID. There was a paper by Ted Ross, the WHO Director General, and it was in The Guardian. And the title of it is, The Data is Clear, Long COVID is Devastating People's Lives and Livelihoods. And it's a really good article. I recommend people read it if they're interested in long COVID. And it has in that article, uh, about 15% of those diagnosed with the condition have experienced symptoms for at least 12 months. So it's a, um, it's a serious problem. And you know, I hope more people with resources understand this, how, how big of a deal it is, because I mean, it is, um, it's a serious problem. And he does an excellent job of laying out the reasons why in the article. And then there was another report out of, it appeared in Nature, and there were Scottish researchers, and they found that nearly half of COVID survivors haven't fully recovered six months later, which is quite a, quite a figure. And, you know, we're just seeing more and more of these reports of, you know, how devastating long COVID is. So I guess I'll leave it from there. Um, leave it there. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm kind of I'm running on a real low energy today. I, I um, yeah, I just, you know, long COVID, it just doesn't, doesn't relent, that's for sure. So um, but I appreciate everyone listening, and I'll try to put another one out after my visit to the cardiologist, and hope everyone has a great day.